Ever wish you had a life coach in your pocket? Someone you could just take along with you and pull out whenever you needed to hear a friendly voice or get some support and encouragement? Perhaps a pep talk? Well, that's me. I'm Sanya, host of the Project Grateful Living podcast, and I'm here to lift you up and sprinkle some joy and encouragement to get you through the week. These are some challenging times that we're facing, and now more than ever, we need positive, uplifting energy. Join me each week as I share tips and ideas on how to add more joy and purpose into your life and create a life that feeds your soul and nourishes your spirit. Thanks for bringing me along with you. Now let's get going. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. I have a special episode for you guys today where I will be being very vulnerable in two major ways. The first one is I'm committing to doing this podcast in one take. That means if I make a ton of mistakes, you hear papers ruffling, um, I start coughing or sneezing, my apologies, but I'm not going to edit this one. I'm just going to talk straight for the entire time. And two, um, why this matters so much is because the subject uh, in this in today's podcast, I'll be talking about something that is very near and dear to me. It is my number one vice and something that I'm trying very hard to um, overcome, and that is perfectionism. So I wanted to talk a little bit about perfectionism, what it is, and how we can beat this thing because it can really get in the way of you achieving what you want. And as you can see, as I share some of my personal examples, um, it has for me anyway. So if you are a perfectionist and you're kind of going through a lot of the pitfalls of being a perfectionist, know that you are not alone. Um, I hear you. um, I feel you. And I'm sending all that love, strength and support right back to you. But also good news is I have an action plan. I have some things I have done that have helped me through um, some bumps in the road. I have a few things I'm going to be throwing out here. I've done some research on this and I would just love to share what I learned and um, hope you like it. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. So first up, perfectionism. So there is a book by, um, I got to take my notes. It is called The Pursuit of Perfect and it's by Dr. Tal Ben Shahar. I might not be pronouncing this correctly, but the book is called The Pursuit of Perfect and he mentions that there are two different types of perfectionism. There is the adaptive perfectionist, and this is the group that is constantly looking to be better. So it's a, can I get stronger, faster, better, that kind of thing, you know, or as um, there's a Harvard Business Review article that referred to it as excellence seeking, which is like a nice positive spin, right? And that one, of course, obviously it has some really great um, piece parts to it. Like if you are, I don't know, planning a wedding or something and you have a perfectionist wedding planner, that's going to be pretty nice. They're going to make sure like, you know, you have all the good stuff. So there are some perks, but there are also a lot of problems with that because you could set some really unrealistic expectations for yourself and for the people around you and you could burn and you could burn yourself out and they could get burnt out and that's not fun or healthy. Um, However, the second type of perfectionist, this is unfortunately the category I find myself relating to, um, is called maladaptive perfectionist and as I mentioned the adaptive perfectionists are excellent seeking while maladaptive perfectionists are failure avoiding and uh, so here is what that looks like if you're maladaptive you might find that you set some unrealistic goals for yourself so if you have a project you're working on 
especially a personal project. You're going to be like, I'm going to do all of these things. And then you start beating up on yourself if you're not accomplishing it that right. You think like, oh my gosh, I'm doing a terrible job because I'm not accomplishing these things. But you had some really unrealistic goals in the first place. Second, you give up too easy. This happens when if you don't have that picture like, I don't think I'm going to win this game, so I'm just going to jump ship. That happens a lot because the fear of making a mistake seems like a failure. And a failure, when you're a perfectionist, is one of the worst things you can, you can encounter because it becomes like you personify that as a reflection of your identity and this who you are and how people see you. And it creates this whole rabbit hole of negative emotion. So, that's you, so you tend to give up easily. If you don't think you're going to nail it, you're like, I don't even want to do that. Also, as I just mentioned, you view your mistakes as failures. Um, people who are not perfectionists view a mistake as a mistake. You made a mistake. Perhaps it's a learning opportunity. Perhaps it's just feedback from a project, from the universe, from whatever. But when you're a perfectionist, mistakes feel like failures, like a personal failure. And that's problematic for a lot of reasons. Uh, you also spend way too much time planning. This is analysis paralysis piece because you're like, I cannot get this wrong. I need to know what every single step is going to be. I have to make sure everything's organized. I have to have everything in control. And you spend so much time planning that you don't spend as much time as you need to executing or you don't because you're so stuck in the planning phase. So sometimes it's difficult to get things rolling, even if you have a plan because you keep tweaking and modifying that plan in fear of having a bad plan and failing at it. As a result, uh, maladaptive perfectionists are also risk averse. Makes sense, right? You don't want to make a big risk because if, if you have a big risk, you could have a big fail. And we already established um, in the eyes of a maladaptive um, perfectionist, failure is really bad. In the eyes of realists, not bad at all. But we're just talking about um, some of these behaviors to expect. Okay, there's this worry that other people will, um, what other people think, will other people be judging you? And as a result, you uh, are hesitant to show your work and you also don't take criticism well because you see everything as a personal attack. Um, and that can really stop you from doing things. You also become very critical of your work. Um, and this is something I know I personally had to work on. I'm still working on, it, on that. I actually have a blog called Project Grateful Living and one of the main reasons I actually haven't had a post in a while is because I have been so paranoid about making too many errors. I put a podcast, I put a um, a blog post out and a friend of mine read it and said, oh, I love it. It's really, really great, but you had a typo. All I heard was you had a typo. I didn't hear the part of it was really great. All I heard was typo. So I wrote on there, made the edit. And then I think that happened more than once. I'm not, you know, I type really fast. <laughs> I type my stream of consciousness sometimes and I make errors. It is what it is. and. But it's horrified about the concept of putting something out and having the wrong punctuation or the wrong spelling or an incomplete sentence or something. Um, and that fear of not putting out a, an excellent work product, that self-criticism can really stop you from doing things. And then that also leads to a lot of anxiety when things aren't going to plan because it's like you're losing control. If things aren't going to plan, things would feel miserably. If things feel miserably, you are a failure. Income, bring on the anxiety. So. That's often what um, maladjusted uh, perfectionism looks like. So if you, as I'm, if I, as I'm saying these things, you're kind of nodding and thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds kind of like me. <laughs> like I said, that sounds like me too, so you're not alone. Um, but have no fear. Um, this is something that you can change 
and you can work through and you can get to the other side. So I've been making some notes and I have a few suggestions and things that I will be doing, I have done, and I think could help you as well if this is something that you're currently struggling with. Okay, so the first up I have are your habits and having success habits. I talk about habits a lot here on this podcast. I've talked about habits a lot on my blog posts as well because they're important. I mean, we are creatures of habit. We like the path of least resistance. And sometimes you just have to go through the motions of things to move things along. So let's say you are working on something. Um, Let's say I want to learn French. And I'm intimidated about learning French because I'm thinking I'm not catching on fast enough. You know, that whole mentality of if I'm not going to win, I'm going to jump ship, right? Because I don't want to fail because it's going to make me a failure. That whole rabbit hole of emotion. So if I'm working towards something and it's getting really difficult, I might think, okay, you know what? I I can't do this. I quit. Well, if you're a perfectionist, one of the things you could do is create a habit. The habit could be I'm going to practice French for one hour every day. That's what I'm going to do. So whether I'm doing an awesome job or a terrible job is completely irrelevant. One hour every day, I'm going to do this thing. Same thing goes if you're somebody who wants to say work out or um, uh, work on a business plan, basically any kind of goal you have, create a habit around it. So it's not a matter of you take the emotion out of it and you focus specifically about the action item you have to do. Make it a habit, schedule it and do it every day. Um, This was really helpful for me when I was um, training to run a half marathon about a decade ago at this point. But prior to that, I really hadn't done anything beyond a 5k and that was a stretch. So doing a half marathon seemed to me like an impossible task, like just impossible. It It was the biggest challenge in my life at that time. And the way I was able to do it was I had a running plan and it said, okay, week one, here is what you do. And week two, here is what you do. And, um, you know, it tells us specifically what to do and I had it scheduled in. So I knew, okay, Monday, let's say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I got to go do this thing. And whether I feel like it or not, whether I have, um, a a, a stomach ache, whether I'm tired, whatever, like I have to, I'm, I'm sticking to this schedule and that helped create the momentum and move things forward. So incorporating what you need to do as a habit, um, allows you to put to prevent that block that sometimes comes with the self-doubt and the self-criticism the self-judgment and all that stuff so number one is create the habit number two is focusing on your why I know for me personally when I have had something that I had a really compelling why like I really felt that what I was doing um, was really important to me or really important to my family or had so much value um, I could focus on that and say, you know what, me, let's say I'm, I'm volunteering, right? And I'm thinking I'm going to look silly um, going to this place. I don't know what to do, but I'm like, okay, but I really want to help here. I really want to help raise money for this organization, or I really want to help package these meals or whatever the, the volunteer project was. Um, one that comes to mind was I was doing um a book drive that required me asking a whole bunch of people to give me their old books and I was like I don't want to sound silly and be annoying but I was like but more than that I really really want these kids to have books though my why is so important so even though I have this fear of not delivering my message correctly I have this fear of um, not hitting all the right talking points my compelling why is I really want these kids to have these books is so important and the why was able to get me through. So if you're working on something and you feel like your perfectionism is getting in the way and stopping you from even pursuing it, 
focus on your why, write it down, have it on your mirror, have it on your phone as a reminder to pop up and have it at your desk. I mean, have it everywhere. So you're constantly being faced with, here's why I'm doing this. So I'm not gonna get in my own way for this because this is too important. Kind of on that same realm, I would say focus on the serving part and less on the ego. Um, when I have been in situations where I have been highly critical of the work that I was doing, when I focused on the work, um, perfectionism kind of went in a really high gear at that point. Like it just was not good enough. It has to get better. I don't think I'm ready. I need more time. I don't think it's going to work. I'm going to stop. When I focused on the intention behind it, the act of service, the helping someone, teaching someone, supporting someone piece, then I was like, I, I have to do this. Like I have to help. And that shifted the focus away from the egoic sense of this product needs to be perfect to I need to make a contribution and my work is that contribution. Um, so it's a slight switch what you do, but you kind of focus on the intention behind what you're doing, uh, the service you're trying to provide with whatever you're doing and take that away from the work itself. Um, that aspect also sometimes it's good to lower your expectations. So I was reading a book and I wish I remembered the name of it. It was a fictional novel, but what stood out to me was one of the one of the um, characters, she was writing a novel and she she couldn't get through. Like she had a book deal and they kept asking her like, "Hey, you know, did you write your novel yet? Did you write your novel yet?" And she was like, "No, I can't. I can't. Like I have all this pressure. I have to write this amazing book. I can't get past the first page. Like I'm screwed because I am on a really solid deadline here." And her friend was like, yeah, because you were trying to write an amazing book. She's like, yeah. She's, her friend's like, no, try to write a terrible book. She's like, what? I'm serious. Try, write a terrible book. Just see what it does, just, just, for, um, just, just, for the, just for the heck of it. Just write a, write a bad book then. And it was this concept of just do the work. Because what happens is, and this is the same thing if you are thinking of launching a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, um, anything like that. If you wait until you are ready and perfect for something to happen, it may never happen. If you're like, you know what, I'm not even trying to be good right now. I'm just trying to do something. And if I make myself a promise that every time after that, I do it just a, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. By the time I get to my hundredth one, I should be rocking and rolling at this thing. You know, once I get to my hundredth video, even my hundredth podcast, can you imagine? Um, I'd have to be an expert in some way at that point because I'd worked out so many different kinks that come up. Um, likewise, if you focus on trying to do phenomenal work all the time, you could get in your own way. Focus on just doing okay work and making your edits and improvements as you go along. And what you might find, because perfectionists, of course, tend to have these unrealistically high expectations, what you think is just mediocre is probably going to be pretty good anyway. But you just have to let go of the high bar you're setting and just focus on doing okay just to create that momentum. That being said, you got to embrace the mistakes. You have to get to this mindset where a mistake is not a failure. I'm going to say that again so it can resonate because this is so important, guys. I have to tell myself this daily. A mistake is not a failure. A mistake is not a failure. A mistake is a mistake. A mistake is feedback. A failure isn't even a failure. It's all feedback. It's all more information that you can use to tweak and apply and get better and learn from and grow from. So if your biggest fear going into something is what if it's terrible? Okay. 
all right, then let it be terrible and learn from that and then figure out how you can use that new information that you have to tweak and get better because at least you'll have some more experience under your belt. So you still win, right? So you have to embrace the mistakes of what goes on. And then the last one I have here is this see it for what it is. And when I say see it for what it is, what I mean is if I'm working towards something and I start second guessing myself and I find myself like, you know, um, it's happened before I was working on something and a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. I want to share this with all these people. And the second it started getting shared, I kind of shut down and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many eyes on this. The more attention I have, the more criticism I'm going to get, the more judgment I'm going to have, the more errors are going to be observed, the worse I'm going to look, the more I'm going to fail. And I went down this negative rabbit hole. And I tell myself, no, no, that's, that's not even reality. Uh, that is your, um, that is your perfectionism. That is your maladjusted perfectionism speaking. That's not reality. Give it a name. You know what I mean? I could, you could even go a step further and give it like an actual name. Like I could say, this is, um, I don't know, uh, Polly, right? Polly, the perfectionist. I'm like, that's not even reality. That's Polly. Like tell Polly to go sit down somewhere and calm down and leave you alone. You, you got, you got work to do. Not time for you to do Polly. Like give it a name and see it as something else because it's not in reality um so guys you know um that's what i have to share hope this resonated with you once again if you are in that point of perfectionism and try and having it as a major hindrance in your life focus on having success habits focus on your why and make that why bigger than all the fears attached to perfectionism Focus on the act of service and let the ego go. Be okay with doing okay. Everything doesn't have to be excellent all the time. And actually you get to excellence by building success habits and improving as you go along. So focus on the journey. Focus on making those mini minor tweaks in each one. And focus on doing okay. Be mediocre. They mean slightly better than mediocre. They're slightly better than that. But don't focus on being perfect. Focus on being mediocre. You're going to thank yourself for that. Also embrace those mistakes. It's feedback. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. You learn, you grow, you do better. And see it for what it is. Give that a name and understand that it is not who you are. It does not define you. So it doesn't have to stop you. It is a simply an emotional state. And once you can give it a name and put it in a little box or a category, it's easier for you to see it is what it is and to take that power back and put that power back on yourself as a bonus one a seventh one I wanted to throw in really quickly is um, having a success log and I'm gonna do a podcast um, coming up talking specifically about imposter syndrome which a lot of perfectionists also suffer from so I'll talk in more more in detail on that at in that podcast but I found as well having a success log and having a documented um, document <laughs> on all the different successes you've had kind of reminds you of, okay, I'm all right. I'm, I'm not terrible. You know, I'm not a failure. I, I do good work uh, because sometimes it, a lot of people feel like they have to be perfect because if they're not, they're going to be exposed for being awful or being less than or something. And it's like, no you're probably pretty cool. You just lost sight of that. So make sure you're affirming the greatness that you are 
and documenting the great things that you have so you can always kind of keep filling yourself up and reminding yourself I'm I'm spectacular even if I make a hundred mistakes and even if no one read my article and even if no one clapped when I gave my presentation or when I sang on stage that's okay I'm still great because I'm me and that's all I have to be all right guys well I did it in one shot <laughs> hope it resonated and I will see you well not really see you but I will talk to you all on the next podcast All right, that's my message for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode or any suggestions that you have on any future episodes you'd like to hear me talk about. So please head on over to my website, projectgratefulliving.com. From there, you'll see links to my email as well as all my social media platforms so we can stay in touch. Until next time, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always be grateful.